Hello and welcome to a bonus episode what? of the Album of the Week Club. It's crazy. Uh, yes, um, it's been a while coming, but we have hit the Magic 10 um, podcast or album mark. Uh, well, <laughs> we've actually well passed that, but at the yeah. time you're listening to this, we'll have hit the Magic 10 and maybe a little bit beyond. So yeah. we thought we'd commemorate that moment by... Uh-huh. Uh, choosing our favourite 10 from those 10. Mm. Uh, so there's no real rules involved in this, except for we have to pick one track from every one of the first 10 mm. albums that we have uh, covered. Otherwise, um, how would Coldplay ever get a look in? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, simple as, and <laughs> we're going to get cracking on. Um, so, first album that we covered on this podcast uh, was the Smiths' Meet Is Murder. Uh, Harry, what was your pick from that album? Uh, my pick was the very first song, The Headmaster Ritual. Um, with smacks. I, I don't know, I've got like a soft spot for when an opening track is really good in an album, so you just really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was as good as an opener as we've had, I think. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I do get a little put off by his yodeling, but for the most part... <laughs> was it part, the dog? I'm... Yeah, the dog barking as Wiley put it, I think it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always like... <laughs> I think it is how it goes. <laughs> okay, um, Wiley, what about yours? Uh, I don't know if we've got time to play uh, Let's Guess What Wiley's tracks are, but... <laughs> um, I suppose we could. Um... I'm trying to remember, it's it's a little while. Um, it has been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, for, for uh, me. Are you, are, now, if it, it depends what avenue you're going down. Okay, so I'm. If you're going for impact, I know um, it'll be Meat's Murder. Oh, that's if you're going obvious. on the <laughs> basis of tunes and melody and songs, it's probably joke isn't funny anymore. Hmm. Okay, so my my ethos has been, what's my biggest takeaway from the album? Yes. As in, what's... Um, it's probably closer related to impact than to my actual quality, but it's more yep. like I wanted to chart my journey through it and what's what's yeah. made that... what what Which songs what have made impressions on me? Yeah, yeah, what's um, most memorable? Yeah. Well. Or, yeah, most yep. memorable that could be, but slightly more nuanced than that, I suppose. Um... But in, th- in this sense, uh, Meat is Murder, definitely, was the most memorable, the one that had most impact on me. Um, <laughs> yeah. It definitely I mean, made your face light up. Yeah. My... <laughs> well, I remember, my... When, I remember when we did that one, I'd accidentally listened to completely the wrong album. So I, w- I, was, I was listening to these songs completely fresh, <laughs> with, no, with no prior... Um, yeah, you really took on board Martin's dance thing very literally. <laughs> yes, yeah. well, no, I, I, yeah, I've somewhat. I mean, there's still somewhat there. a bonus episode maybe to come where we actually discuss the album that Wiley. <laughs> yeah, one of the only albums I've listened but, I mean, to before to be, yeah, prior to yeah. this thing. But, I mean, that that album, to be fair, is on the list, so we can just wait until it turns up. Is it really? Yeah, that's why we. That's why you went with it. I think it was one of those where we might have drawn it and changed it, or something happened. And oh, okay. I, I oh, didn't. Yeah. 
I um, think we changed. Wait, yeah. That's between two. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, for me, it's um, that joke isn't funny anymore. I just think it's the most tuneful one on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to go for the ones that probably, in, in many ways, are the songwriters' picks, if you want to call that. And that's definitely a songwriter's pick. It's a pretty long song, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I don't. I, I think it was more. I don't think like, it was long, long. I, I, I don't mean, think it was, I think short, it was short. more about the music than it was about Morrissey. Yeah, what well, does that that bonus to it as well? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, just to go off on a sort of small tangent, um, just because it's uh, relevant news. Um, <laughs> Morrissey's been recently featured in Simpsons. Yeah, I, I don't think it was it actually Morrissey or was it a character very much based on him? It was Morrissey as voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, but uh, yeah, so long story short, um, Lisa falls in love with a band called Snuffs um, <laughs> and really identifies with their vegan um, and intellectual lead singer yeah um, I'm to remember, I can't remember the name it's like Quiffacy or something like that some sort of joke about Quiffs um, <laughs> and it's like artistically um, the spit of Morrissey in the yeah. 80s um, and takes takes this guy on as a like imaginary friend you know it's that level of, of obsession finds out that um, the He's snuffs have, re- <laughs> have reformed um, oh, okay. meets um, Quasi Morrissey um, and finds out yeah he's a douche and mm. the biggest crime of all is that he's a meat eater um, <laughs> supposedly um, not just that he's a racist <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's something to do but basically yeah he's a meat eating racist is the uh, take home <laughs> yeah, yeah t- it was... you know what credit where credit is due the actual Morrissey is only one of those things <laughs> well, hey. but yeah um, it's um, yeah most people uh, thought it was a very well done parody um, <clears throat> the name was Morrissey, Morrissey himself was not one of those people <laughs> Morrissey was not uh, this is what Quilliby. Morrissey <laughs> this is what Morrissey had to say in his statement uh, the hatred showed towards me from the creators of the Simpsons is obviously a taunting lawsuit but one that requires more funding that I possibly could must oh sorry, but one that requires more funding that I could possibly must than I could possibly fucking out. I'll go from the top. Uh, the hatred shown towards me from the creators of The Simpsons is obviously a taunting lawsuit, but one that requires more funding than I could ever possibly muster up in order to make a challenge. He continues. You're especially despised if your music affects people in a strong, beautiful way, since music is no longer required to. In fact, the worst thing you can do in 2020 is lend a bit of strength to the lives of others. There's no place in modern music for anyone with strong emotions. In a world obsessed with hate laws, there are none that, that protect me. I've had enough horror thrown at me that and that would kill that would kill off a herd of bison. Accusations usually come from someone with a crazed desire for importance. They don't operate at a very high level. Writing for The Simpsons, for example, evidently requires only complete ignorance. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um, surprising what a turn for the worst of the writing for the Simpsons TV show has taken in recent years. Poking fun at subjects is one thing, but when a show stoops so low to use harshly hateful tactics like showing the Morrissey character with his belly hanging out of his shirt, in brackets, when he's never looked like that at any point in his career, <laughs> makes you want—makes <laughs> you wonder who the real hurtful racist group is here. Oh wow! I think the real racist hurtful individual is Morrissey. <laughs> Yeah. It's closed. Talking about the ratings is very Trumpian as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't pay attention to them, the ratings. Yeah. Are, I don't know what's anyway. racist about accusing someone of being racist. Yeah. Like, of course, The Simpsons has had race debates. Yeah. From previous things. But at no point in that are they being racist towards Morrissey. Unless Morrissey suddenly a race. Maybe he sees himself as a race into... I think he sees himself as the super yeah. race. Well, that's... But, mm, no, um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like giving him any more of a platform than he already has, to be honest. No, but as I say, we're, we're, we're yeah. you know, talking about an album by the Smiths. Yeah. It's yep. relevant news. It's going to come up go. and we talk about it. It's always fun yeah. to talk about Mars. We've talked and... about it. <laughs> and our consensus is he's a douche. Yeah, um... Could anyone roughly remember what scores they gave that album? I think mine was a seven. Yeah. I think I, uh, I think I gave it a seven as well. Uh, it was mine a six? I think it was going to be a seven, but for Morrissey. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I, I decided to treat the album as independent of the man. Yes. I, I think, I think I Harry the better off or worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, not that it matters. It's just curious. I, I think. I think um, overall, we said it was a very averagely good album. I think we all said it was a great album, actually. Um, but we couldn't reconcile the album with what Morrissey's become. Okay. It was a long time ago. Like and ten, that he's singing weeks, is just man. a bit divisive. Yeah, yeah. Of course, his vocals are always a bit divisive as well. Mm. Um, but you know, I think we all agreed that Johnny Marr is a dude Johnny. and he's an absolute genius. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, move, okay. <laughs> moving on. along. Um, so the next album was Queen Sheer Heart Attack. Uh, let's go to Harry first with his. Oh yeah, for this one I chose Lily of the Valley, um, which was part of a medley. But yeah, I remember. I, rem re I remember you liking that song a lot. Yeah, yeah and I remember really disliking it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It's the usual how you like something, Martin dislikes it, or vice versa. <laughs> we yeah. Which which would soon become a trope to define the album of the week club. <laughs> <laughs> stay unbanned. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I thought like it had a good life outside of the. Um, medley and um, we didn't really get to talk about it much because that's the way martin felt <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I, I it was just my classic thing with medleys where um i feel a lot of bands saw the beatles do it well on abbey road and went right from this moment forward we shall put all our half-baked ideas into one big song thus people call us geniuses like the beatles yeah but in this case i thought it was like a surprisingly sincere song by Freddie Mercury and one that gave like an insight into yeah. the less pompous side of Queen. And from, really I thought that from album memory, was a little yeah, weak. From memory I thought it yeah. From memory I thought it was a tender enough 
little snippet of song. But my issue was with the whole unfinished quantity, you know, quantity of it, so to speak. If they fleshed it out, I probably would have liked it. Yeah, fair enough. No, that's fair. Okay. I liked it anyway. It had some nice metaphors in it, didn't it? Yeah. Um, Wiley, what about your pick? Okay, so here we go. Um, in terms of songs mm, from that album that have impacted me the most, or that I remember, or that sort of epitomizes my experience with that album, nothing. Big lap of the bloody gods, doesn't he? It, 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 well, I put it down. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the only one I remember from it. Uh, and you remember it because you hate it. Yeah, which is... That's a really bad reason to remember it, but I think that sort of probably makes oh makes the point that the album wasn't that memorable for me. Perhaps. Fair enough. Um, however, I did go back and have a look down the track list, and I found the wonderful Bring Back Lean Boy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I saw it, I, well, do God. you hate? Well, which one do you hate more? Do you hate Bring Back Leo Brown or Lap of the Gods? Um, what's a strong one? I think. Yeah, I, I mean, said, either way, I either way. I said at the time it was Bring Back Leo Brown, so I'll stick with that. <laughs> if it was the case, um, I think just, either way, I'm going to annoy you. A bit too Chaz and Dave to me. I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah. So um, if, if we're looking for a positive experience, then I'd say bring back Leroy Brown. <laughs> um, Fair but enough. The, the one that probably had most impact on me moving forward and the one that probably gives you a greater idea of the Wiley experience, in inverted commas, would be Lap of the Gods, unfortunately. Right. So we'll take forward uh, bring back Leroy Brown. Okay. Let's, um, let, let's, let's keep this upbeat. Um I, to say, well, this is supposed to be a top ten. So. Yeah, I think if I was to listen to the album again, I'd probably find a different song. Probably <laughs> something like "Now I'm Here," which I sort of vaguely remember being quite good. Yeah, um, I mean, "Now I'm Here" was my pick. Okay, so like that song just smacks. Yeah, it, 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 if it, you know, <laughs> I remember us all like bobbing along to that one. And, like, yeah, if I like, if yeah. I didn't have such a, a busy life, I may well have listened to the things again just to spend more time on this list but I had yeah. to cobble it together somewhat quickly <laughs> which is unfortunate okay um, on to uh, our next album uh, which was Frank Zappa and the Mother's Invention Freak Out um, let's go to let's go to Harry yeah well, I mean we're always good to like a format me even Davis, <laughs> aren't we he's uh, running out of ways to make it sound like he's genuinely thinking about who's going to go first <laughs> I know. It's, it's difficult when you have to flip between the same two people every time <laughs> and try and make it look like you're not picking on someone. <laughs> yeah, for this, for this album I went for the opening track syndrome again. Uh, I went for Hungry Fix Daddy. Just think it's a nice yeah, that was good. opener. Good and yeah, definitely it gives it all out. Yep. And it's catchy and a good song. Definitely one of the more memorable ones on the album too. I mean, I went roughly same sort of thing. I went with Motherly Love because I felt it sets its stall out and sums the album quite well. And it's a catchy enough tune. As I said, it's one of those ones where I heard when I was listening to the album for the, the podcast, it was one of those that 
popped into my head. And I remember once, I can't remember what triggered it, but I have, you know, this thing where I'm walking around my day to day and my songs just pop into my head out of nowhere. And I've <laughs> had that happen with this one, so I've got to say it's catchy enough. Yeah, that was a close second for me, to be honest. Wiley, you gone. I think we all uh, know free, what this free, one's going to be. Frequent listeners to this podcast <laughs> will not be surprised to hear that my takeaway is help, I'm a rock. <laughs> Shit, son. Oh, it's brilliant. I love it. It's pr- it's almost definitely not the best song on there. but it's, If, if uh, Wiley goes one episode without a mention of help, I'm a rock, I feel he comes away disappointed. <laughs> What's your favourite part of the song? Uh, the bit where he's a rock. I need to tell. <laughs> okay. Oh uh, okay. <laughs> Shall we move along? Uh, so, uh, episode four, uh, album four, was uh, SF Solo by The Pretty Things. Uh, let's go this to. This was a really good album, I remember. Enjoying. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the thing that marked this one down uh, was production. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. said it. It was a great concept. Mm. A lot of good songs, but the production was really off-putting. Um, oh, yeah, let's go to Wiley and with his pick. Everything makes it up a bit. Yeah, I know. Everything's out of the window. I'm no longer the golden child. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of salt and shake. Yeah, look at that. Okay, so my, the one that I remembered most was uh, Baron Saturday. Yeah, yeah. No Which I, and I think, uh, and I think, Saturday, yeah. And I think that's... That was when the album started to take a more surreal, supernatural twist and started introducing yeah. really weird and perhaps more uh, iconic concepts. Yes, uh, rather that, was than... the, that was the real point where it became yeah. a full-blown concept yeah. album. It's really yeah, fun to that album. I mean, that song too. Yeah, um, so that, that, was, that was my pick. I think that's... Yep. Yeah, that was, when I re- that was when I fully got what this album was going to be. I think yep. up up until that point, the first half is more basic tragedy story. He goes to war, yep. he loses his girlfriend slash wife, partner, yep. uh, and you know, he doesn't That's know what the he's point doing. That's the point. It gets a bit far out, yeah. Yeah, and then and then this and then this weird stuff happens, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, let's all right, let's all right, follow. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. Um, I I went the pretty much the exact opposite route, um, <clears> maybe just because. I'm not one for narrative in like concept albums and that kind of thing aren't that big a draw for me. That's I mean, I enough. don't like some concept albums, but I tend to like them more for the songs. Yeah, um, no, no, absolutely. I think if we're just based on pure songs, I would say Baron Saturday was the best one of the latter half, but most yeah. of the more memorable, better songs are in the first half. Yeah, so for, for that sure. reason... I went with She Says Good Morning, which is a great early sort of psych garage, you know, song. Uh, Very simplistic in terms of its riffage and composition in many places, but it just, it just, you know, the melody just is lovely on it. Um, It's just so well, and it's also one of those ones I'd argue that's actually pretty okay in terms of its production. There's some nice little flourishes, um, whereas the production kind of kills the album, especially in the second half. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Harry? Yep. Harry. Hello. Uh, I went for The Loneliest Person. Because, oh, I, uh, I do yes. like that. Uh, I do like that one. I, I like a sad song. 
yeah. and this is definitely that. And yeah. while the rest of the album was plagued by、um, the aforementioned production, this is one that's just acoustic and singing.、So、yeah, it's really... like notably minimalistic in、yeah. terms of its. Yeah, you you can't fuck the production up on that. <laughs> exactly,、uh, and yeah, yeah, it's just a very nice, well composed little song, and yeah, yeah. it feels like.、Uh, Something that could work outside the album too doesn't、yeah. need to be part of the narrative. Yeah, yeah. So this one sort of feels like one where we're almost like talking about the album, going, "Oh, I actually feel like I should have scored that a tiniest bit higher." Apart from maybe with the exception of myself, because I scored it fairly high anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.、Um, but yeah, look, you're sort of talking about it with a lot more positivity than we remember the scores at the end being. <laughs>、uh, but yeah. Uh, shall we move on to the next one? I think we、uh, should the next... skip the next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh!、Um, yeah, this is the、um, probably now infamous、um, episode,、uh, which was、uh, "Power Shoots" by Coldplay. Honestly,、um, if you like Coldplay's style, it was a perfectly fine-ish album. <laughs> none, mean, none of us like it. That's me and Harry、um, put it. Gosh, Cold Blood's the better Coldplay album. Yeah.、Um, so I, I mean, I picked Yellow. It's the big single, and it sounds like it. It's catchy as hell. It's an anthem for a reason. Simple as that. I'm not discussing it any further. <laughs> it's very meaningful.、Mm. Yeah, it's really, really in depth lyrically. Yeah.、Um, I went for Trouble. Honest. Yeah. I yeah, I think we're going to be tossing up between the same three songs.、Um, you know, it was you know we could, I, if I was picking, it would have been between three songs. It would have been Trouble, Yellow, Shiver. Yeah. And I feel like Harry probably picked the third one. Shiver, I did. Yeah. Ah,、oh, no, I was going to say Harry went for、uh, parachutes. I think. <laughs>、uh, high speed modem. Yeah. <laughs> Conjure up what parachute sounded like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like the rocky, it's the rockiest of、yeah. the lot, isn't it? Yeah. It's、yeah. Um, as we yeah, said at the time, it's, it's、uh, Jeff Buckley light. Yeah. I think I think Trouble and Yellow for me felt the most Coldplay, as in the stuff were, that yeah, they might go on to do. Yeah, definitely the indicators of where they're going. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, uh, but yeah. Not that I have much experience with Coldplay, but certainly. Yeah. But it, it,、okay. they they felt more confident at those two songs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really need to ask the question. I think we all stand by the scores we gave.、Uh, yeah,、um, I, 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 it hasn't improved in my memory, but I can appreciate their style and what、yes. they were doing. I still don't think it was particularly good, but for a first album, fine.、Um, I wouldn't mind too much if another of their albums came up and we had a look at where they went on, as long as it was a better album, like the ones that you've. <laughs> well, no, you've mentioned that at least two Coldplay albums、There's、were two better. Two that are definitely more listenable. Yeah, I feel like if we got one of those, I'd be interested enough to I'd see. Say, I'd say I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be really annoyed about of、it. indie classic,、hmm. and the other,、um, I feel. It's noteworthy,、yeah. so. But I'm not. I'm not going to go searching them out anytime soon. No, no. <laughs> okay.、Um, moving on.、Um, next album was the 
Kinks. Uh, album title was something else by the Kinks. Brilliant album title. Just to yeah, very firm, but yeah, yeah. I'll go first with this one. Um, now this is one at the time we banned a song from appearing in our best and worst. But <laughs> like how you say best 10, and worst as if it could possibly be the worst one. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, when did we ban the worst? But, songs? <laughs> but it has to be said, you know, the, the I'm doing this on the basis of this is my favourite track from every album that we've listened to. It's going to be a slamming top ten. So for that reason, Waterloo Sunset made the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's yes, I agree. It's also my favourite track that we've listened to of of everything. Um, it's not it's not my favourite album. I don't think. Um, probably high up there though in terms yeah. of album. But Waterloo Sunset's just it's an absolute classic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so good. Harry, did you change it up or? Yeah, I changed it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. Obviously, he Waterloo Sunset is a Harry. mammoth of a track. But yeah, uh, maybe my approach to these pickings is a bit different because I, I just want to pull away something which I thought I got from the album and yeah, I, 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 th- I already I, had Waterloo Sunset before. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a fair point. And for that reason, I chose Two Sisters, just because it was a surprisingly yep. good kink song and it involved a nice experimentation from the band, which I'm not too used to. But yeah, mainly always composing on guitars and stuff, and it's was like a yeah mellotron. It's a and good it was, little signpost towards the stuff that you got later on from yeah, Page Green. I've listened to Village Green, but even that's a bit yeah. more singer song. And, and maybe even towards um, sort of their seventies output, where you had um, they went almost musicals, started writing sort of um, yeah, full blown concept albums. Um, well, no, I was going actually later than that. Even I was more going into when they did uh, Village Green Act Two. Okay, sure. I uh, am really looking forward to when we pull Village Green out. I think I'm I'm deliberately not listening to that in the hope that we get it soon. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise I might. Sure. Yeah, well, like I, I might just go and do deadline it. deadline on it. <laughs> <laughs> I might just go and do it anyway because I'm really intrigued. Treat yourself. Um, same with some of the one of the more recent things. I'm going to go do some research. Not research. Spoiler but... alert. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, on to the next one. Uh, that was Beautiful Freak by Eels. It's a bit too Harry, because I've never him being the biggest fan of this one. Ah, yeah. This is a very Harry album. <laughs> yes. Very <laughs> uh, hipster. I think at the time I chose the two most melancholic songs. And yeah, I think that's right. They're both very amazing, beautiful songs. But for this episode, I decided to choose something which... It's more catchy and one that I keep getting stuck in my head all the time, which is Rags to Rags. Oh, the feeder song, yeah. <laughs> oh, but I've thought so you kept with Gershteen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else didn't even know what that reference being made was. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nice enough song. I, I just say, probably re- it's a good song. Probably the reason I didn't pick it is because it just sounded like other bands that I know 
do that myself. Yeah, yeah. it's just mm. catchy as all. Yeah. Um, I went with my beloved monster. Oh, someone's a Shrek fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it's the most classic songwriter. Um, you know, and there's a reason why that song follows him around in so many different yeah. formulations. The sound it, it is, It is a really good song. Um, I I decided to go for something different, even though I think that's probably my favourite one. I went for the title track, "Beautiful Freak," <laughs> um, because I think I think more than anything else, I find myself hearing it in my head every so often. From it, he's watching the Undateables at the time. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Um, no, it just it sort of stu- it stuck with me more than I was expecting it to. Yeah, uh, and no, I think I, I think it's a, it's a good, it's a good, it's very emblematic of the album as a whole. It's got that yes. sort of, it's it, it's very melancholic. It's definitely got it's a sort melancholic, of feeling of it being a summonation of the album. Absolutely, yeah. It's sort it's got that melancholic feel, but there's a, it's laced with this weird optimism that I really yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I mean the well, this song specifically, the album maybe less so, hmm. but yeah. Yeah, it's got okay. like a bit of hope to it. Mm. Yeah. Okay, um, moving on to the epic that was uh, the disposable heroes of hip hop. See, and uh, none of us, none of us, greatest <laughs> luxury, luxury. Yes, and none <laughs> of us had, none of us knew about this before, and we no. were, we were. It's probably one of our longest episodes, just because yes. of how much depth we found in it. Yeah, and <laughs> also for this turn, at least our yep. highest scoring album. Yeah, cumulatively, <laughs> we gave the album a nine across the board. Yeah, yeah, uh, and when albums are new to us, we generally tend to rate them a bit higher sometimes. <laughs> um, sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah, um, yeah. As I say, I, really I, I think with this, it was the subject matter that really boosted it up. Definitely, yeah. it was a lyrical um, content. Yeah. And- the uh, yeah. depth of all the references, isn't it? Yeah, I went with uh, Satanic Reverses. I just felt like, as an opening track, it yeah, sets it all out track, so it? perfectly. Mm. Um, I love how rich in cultural um, sorts of references it is. You know, some that I knew, some that I didn't. So that's kind of cool. Because uh, I think sometimes if you get, if you, you know, if you've got a few that you know in a song, it reels you in to explore the ones that you didn't know. Well, yeah, sometimes absolutely. if you don't know anything at all, you go, nah, this is way too above my station. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my reasonings. Um, what enough. do you guys pick? Harry, uh, maybe? So... Who? Go on. All right. I chose uh, music and politics. Um, I thought you might. Fair enough. Because uh, it's just a good, good, good song. And uh, while the other ones are amazing, um, I, I can't really remember them so well now after like yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks. I mean, this definitely is like an album which exists in a bubble. Yes. And that's why it's not like um, got the hugest legacy, which some other albums have, perhaps. Um, I mean, if I was to recommend another track, I would definitely um, go for something that's more like Satanic Reverses or Famous and Dandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But personally, the one that stuck with me most is music and politics. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wiley, what about you? 
so I was really tempted to put INS green card A19191500. <laughs> <laughs> just because just because of how like weird it is, but there's 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 some stuff to that that I really enjoyed. Uh, but I went for sociogenetic experiment instead. <laughs> Because I, I, I really liked the exploration of the subject matter in that one. Yeah. Um, it is kind of catchy, too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I like The way the vocals done, we, we talked about The vocalisation of the yeah. word experiment is... Experiment. experiment. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't pull it off, but, you know, that guy can. He can, yeah. He can. <laughs> uh, uh, what's uh, his name? Yeah. Fancy. Joseph Fancy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Michael. Michael Fancy, that's the one. I knew the surname. I was halfway there. Yeah, from the beatniks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, that was, for me that was the one, and it was the one that I weirdly it was the one that resonated most with me in terms of subject matter, despite the fact that I, I I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, as I say, definitely, I, it, definitely the one that we'd say, you know, go out and check out. I mean, like to be fair, any of these ten. Mm. Go out and check out, you know. Yeah, if you want something that will surprise you, though. But if you want something that will really knock your socks off in a way that yeah. you didn't expect, this is probably it. Yeah. I would like to amend your statement and say nine out of these ten are worth checking out. Just. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, the next what? album, uh, we were joined by um, good friend uh, George Locke. Yeah. Um, Georgie Boy, our, Georgie Boy, our resident Genesis experts. I don't think anyone's ever called him Georgie Boy before. We're starting a new trend. Okay. You said it yourself. Here we go. It's building. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, the album was um, selling England by the pounds, and um, well, I know what I like, and that is, I know what I like in your wardrobe. <laughs> right. Oh, that was so bad, I loved it. Yeah, the wardrobe <laughs> part was inappropriate. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, as I say, it, it's a bit nonsensical in the chorus and stuff, but I like it, it's catchy. Um, it's very catchy. And <laughs> as I say, it's the one that I had a little bit of previous on because, yeah, it's featured in two different Top Gear episodes as I checked out later. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And it's used quite well for comedic effects episodes yeah. it's definitely the most accessible of the bunch yes apart from the it's kind of scatty bit <laughs> uh, but yeah um, let's go to Harry go on I chose the first track again <laughs> Dancing with the Moon <laughs> I've seen a theme night. here yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I think when bands have a good song they usually open with it and, I uh, didn't. I, I might have actually one, chosen if it did exist on the album. If it was sliced together with Cinema Show, I think I would even choose that. But that yeah. doesn't exist outside of YouTube. So yeah. just the standard Moonlit Night is. Uh, I just like the we, story. We, we, dis- we discussed that on the episode. I think. Yeah. Originally, it was supposed to be like one long twenty-minute track. That they uh, they cut it down. Yeah, chicken now. Not cut, not cut it down. They split it. Um, to avoid it. Track, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To um, avoid it being too similar to one of their previous. 
yeah um as i say i i, I didn't think i, I like the beginning I didn't like the symphony bit you still don't like, like synth, didn't mind the next bit didn't like the next symphony bit that was basically my view of the whole album so <laughs> yeah you didn't you don't like synths yeah. i don't like synths when they're overused for me yeah. it was like the prog track which um held up the most like some of the other ones, like the narratives just got a bit overblown or yeah, <laughs> overdeveloped. But for me, at night remained pure. Yeah. Uh, um, so for me, yeah. I I remember that my best two were non the like because the tracks split into long form tracks and short form ones. I remember I very specifically remember picking two of the shorter ones like yeah. it's the sort of the, the the more traditional prog extended sort of narratively driven songs didn't really strike me from that album but it was my first foray into prog yep. or like strong prog of this kind uh so uh, it made sense for me to pick one of those and like harry said dancing with the moonlit night is the best of the progs yeah. So nice. that's so that's the one I've gone for as well. Okay. Um, and finally, um, most recent at this point um, was uh, "Slippery When Wet" by Bon Jovi. Yeah. Um, An album on now. Do so I get this horrible feeling that we all picked the same song? <laughs> <laughs> most likely. <laughs> Nothing that shows. Um, Maybe I mean, Harry hated this album, didn't? He? Well, not hated, but. He, 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 was he was definitely critical of this one. This yeah, was yeah. the most divided we've been about an album. It, it wasn't a Harry album. At this point, yeah. It's not the type of music I enjoy much. <laughs> Just like, I'm, I'm not a great fan of 80s overproduced rock. No. Uh, no. So I'm going to say that Harry and probably Wiley picked Wanted Dead or Alive. You would be correct. Only half correct, I'm afraid. Ooh, okay, so we've got two for Wanted Dead or Alive then. Um, yeah, mostly because I knew that you two would pick that one. <laughs> uh, I, I'll be honest that it's a great it's a great track. It is one of my... But there are three iconic ones in there. Uh, I enough. just I went for You Give Love a Bad Name instead. Yeah, fair enough. It's it's definitely iconic. Yeah. Um, I, I, the opening is really good for me. I think that sells it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, see, I think the thing, probably for both me and Harry that sold Wanted Dead or Alive, is that fucking solo. <laughs> it, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the musician song. Again. It's, yeah, it's, it's as I say, if you play guitar, song. that's your one you're going to pick. Yeah, uh, no, that's yeah. fair enough. I, I get it. <laughs> so yeah, that brings us to the end of our 10 from 10. Um, we are going to make each of our playlists available on Spotify, which we'll be sharing through our social platforms. Uh, so for Facebook, that is just facebook.com forward slash album of the week club. And for Twitter, uh, this is the one where we always get a little bit stuck. Yeah, we're missing like a verb or an of. Yeah, yeah, that'd be just... Uh, Madness. Album Week Club. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be, yeah. Uh, it is Album of Week Club. Album, album of Week of Club. Week. Yeah. How so, did yeah. that happen? Nice work, Um I think it might have been to do with character. Yeah. Or um, how many 
Um, also on Twitter, you're better off shortening it because um, yeah. people tweet at and they lose that from their character count. But yeah, hmm. the name is Albumotherweek Club, but uh, yeah. at thing is yeah. So yeah, just yeah. to clarify, we will be posting these uh, playlists onto social media. So on Facebook, that is just yeah. uh, facebook.com forward slash the Album of the Week Club. And on Twitter, it's a little bit more simplified, a little bit more difficult, whichever way you want to look at it. But it is. At I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can week. just do a search and you'll find it. Uh, it is at album of the week. <laughs> Fucking no, it isn't. It's at album of the week club. What do you stop at this? Yeah, I know. We've just been talking about it for a minute. Uh, yeah. So facebook.com forward slash album of the week club and Twitter. It is at Album of Week Club. Just to be very fucking clear. Um, You can also find us um, on anchor.com forward slash Album of Week Club. And also, we do have a website somewhere, which I've totally forgotten. Um, It is albumoftheweekclub.weebly.com. And that will also link you to all of the socials and all of the Spotify. I'm also thinking Wonderful. of starting up an Instagram and calling it Week of the Album Club. <laughs> no, just Week of Album. Well, <laughs> week of Album. I'm waiting for Bebo to come back. They're <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back. Uh, it's a, it's and a, we're going to make sure what, we're the first page. <laughs> what about MySpace? Is that not sort of music related now? Um... Justin Simberlake does something with it, I believe. That's relevant. Or did do something with it. Um, but I, I didn't realise Justin Timberlake was still a thing. Um, yeah, when just about. I know. Um, okay. been, he's been kind of. He's gone a bit quiet because he got cancelled. Aww. Um, Why did he get cancelled? Over, over his treatment towards women. Oh, um, Justin. So the old narrative goes that Honestly, um, you were meant to be the good know, Justin. Yeah, who, who are we left with now? Justin Trudeau. Basically, the oh, narrative. he got cancelled. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no. Long story short, the narrative goes that um, he sort of cast Britney as a cheating bitch when they broke up, despite there being no evidence to back that up. And yeah, that's she got a lot of hate down as well. for that, yeah, um, which kind of didn't help her mental health. Um, yeah, presumably and... this is Britney Spears, right? Yes. Just, just to be clear, yep. not some other Britney I've never heard of. <laughs> and also um, it emerged that he planned with the costume designer um, at the Super Bowl for the... Um, Whole exposure of uh, oh, Janet Jackson's breast. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, and then sort of backed away very quickly and let her deal with the fallout. Yeah, um, which is things cool. that he's um, apologised for uh, publicly Wait. on both counts very recently. Wait, is that is that real? Yeah. He, it was, I didn't realise... Was it planned? He publicly I it was just ex- an accident. exposed her in the most... Uh, Viewed yeah, they... uh, thing in America, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, without consent. Oh, I I just thought it was an accident. That thing. It was presented that way. That it was yeah. an accident. Um, it's supposed to be just because um, supposedly it was going to be a skirt, 
um, and mm. it would be ripped and it would reveal like a rear end in like a thong or something like that, mm-hmm. which would be risque, but at least broadcastable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he decided to one up that. So obviously he pretty much put as a sacrificial lamb in regards of making a talking point statement on TV. Jesus. He was the Super Bowl this year. I know he paid much no attention. Oh, it was um, The weekend. Oh, okay. You mean uh, The weekend? <laughs> What's being weakened by? It's bad spelling. I just... <laughs> and all the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they take a toll. Uh, uh, yeah. But yes. So um, if you think about it, Justin Timberlake is the reason we have YouTube now. And on well, that, that note... That, that <laughs> no, no, you follow that through. The reason that people created, that they got the idea for YouTube was because of that incident with Janet Jackson. They said, oh, we should be able to find this online. And then they were like, well, we can't. Let's create a video sharing site. And that's that's how YouTube came about. Fair enough. I don't want to give Justin Timberlake like credit for that, but you know, there's a chain of events there. So this is actually why I'm looking at a wiki page now. Yeah. So basically, what, we went. You don't think from... I'd make something like that up, right? <laughs> I never heard about it before. So basically, yeah. we went from Janice Jackson's nipples to cat videos. There was some guy called Jared Kadim, and he was on the creators, mm. and he said the inspiration for YouTube came from that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then later, from the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami, so very great sources of inspiration, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's shut this down. Um, yeah, this, sure. <laughs> we've probably spent longer talking about Justin Timberlake than we ever did any of the albums. So, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> it's goodbye from me, Martin McDonnell, and I'll see you at the next proper episode. Yeah. See you guys later. Goodbye from me, Mr. Wiley. Oh. Enjoy, enjoy my Spotify playlist. You know. We're gonna and keep adding to it, by the way. Yeah. This isn't a one-time we'll thing. Keep doing it. I think we said every 10 albums will will top up the list. Let's give it a little top up. Yeah. So we're if actually... If it starts running out of fuel. Yeah. We are now 1% of the way through our journey. This is the worst goodbyes on a podcast ever. I don't know. Hey, I, you already said like... goodbye. You stay quiet. It's... <laughs> See, the thing is, it's weird because it's shorter than a usual episode, so I feel like I haven't said enough. <laughs> it's, be- it's meant to be a quick one so bye rudimentary bye goodbye yeah. is that better Martin are you happy with that goodbye is that more what you were after <laughs>